Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, it looks like we're live in the group, and I'm excited because we are going to go into another Ask Me Anything. Now, for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, I didn't get a lot of questions, and I think partially because we didn't post this correctly, nor did we give you guys enough time. So that's okay. I'm going to do my best to answer the questions that I did get. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple things. Um, specifically, there's questions around internal pain, external pain, and character traits of an empowered man. And so I wanted to address each of these, both from a story perspective in terms of my own journey and my own growth as well as um, what it really takes uh, to, to be an empowered man and, and what, what, what my version or what my definition of an empowered man is. You know, clearly I came up with the business, the brand, the logo, all those things. And, and this is something that's been on my heart for probably 15, 20 years, but nobody really understands like where this came from in, in terms of like, why do I work with these men? And so I'm just going to address that today. Um, you know, a lot of you know my story in terms of I went through a divorce. Um, I was married for 17, almost 18 years, had four kids, um, you know, lived through multiple affairs, lived through, um, you know, some some uh, mental illness issues and lived through a lot of stuff. Right. But what most of you don't understand is that's not my why. My why is not just to prevent other men from going through what I went through and experiencing what I experienced. And though maybe when I started Empowered Man, that was a, a good portion of the, the why, right? Like some of the why now and some of the urgency was to help men as they were experiencing the same things that I had been experiencing. But I want to take you back actually further. And, and, and this is really the, the real situation, the real story behind, behind what, what is happening here. When I was growing up, I was raised, um, in South Florida and I lived with my dad and my stepmom and my dad um, was much older than me. He was actually 52 when he had me. So he was an, he was an older guy. There's a bit of a, about a 30 year gap between him and my mom. And, um, you know, he was a attractive uh, Puerto Rican guy who, uh, you know, was, was uh, good with the ladies, I guess. And, uh, was able to find himself a, a younger female and, and, you know, they had me and, um, I lived with my dad from the time I was five till the time I was 15. Um, what I mean by that is that originally I, you know, my parents were together and then around two years old, um, they got divorced. So with that divorce, with that separation, led me to be choosing which parent to go to. So obviously at a young age, you end up going with your mom. That's kind of how it goes. My mom ended up moving up to Connecticut. And so I didn't really see my dad. And then at five years old, my dad did the sneaky thing and, you know, was, was basically saying, Hey, bring him down for summer vacation. He was supposed to get me for half the summer. He got me for half the summer and then enrolled me in school. Um, and at that point spoiled the heck out of me. And I was like, I don't ever want to go back to my mom's house because she was poor. She was broke. She didn't have the attorneys to fight it. And she felt like my dad could provide a better life for me. So I ended up going. What I experienced over the next 10 years really altered the trajectory of my life. And what I mean by that is in some ways it gave me a lot of good things. You know, my dad provided, um, uh, a home. He provided 
uh, financial stability. He provided love. He provided care. He provided those things. But at the same time, my dad was a broken man. And some of you are going to hear your own story in this. And I didn't even know I was going to go into this today. I literally was just like, I'm just going to share what, what comes to me about an empowered man. And in his brokenness, he found his, his validation. He found his identity as a man in his son. And so he looked to me to be the person who would basically val validate him as a man, as a father. And through that developed some really, really unhealthy dynamics with him. My dad was not a big man. He was kind of a smaller man. He was a former boxer. Um, he grew up during the depression, World War II. Uh, he was actually a fighter in, um, in Korea, uh, went to the Korean war and was a boxer. And so he took out his anger through, you know, physical, you know, through fighting and things like that. Um, but he was a small guy, you know, he had kind of small guy complex. He was like five foot three or something like that. And he was, you know, sort of good in boxing and like, he just kind of had that mentality. And so by the time I got to know my dad, he was already in his mid to late fifties, you know, and, and as I started developing a relationship with him, he was older and he was very angry a lot of times. And that anger he would take out on me, um, would, would just shame me, would just make me feel like I wasn't valuable. In fact, you know, when it came to sports, he really tried to live his, his validation of me through sports. And so I played baseball and I was pretty good at baseball at the time. And, you know, if I had a bad game, it was like, he would act like he didn't know me. I'll tell you an example. One of the things that came to me was when I was, I don't know, 10 years old or something, maybe 11 years old, there was a game he missed. And I was already so hard on myself because I, I expected things because he expected things. And so I created all this anxiety in myself. And so it, it created performance anxiety. Like I have to perform. I have to always get a good hit. I always have to, you know, if I'm a pitcher, I'm striking out people, you know, like I have to get good grades, like all of these things. And I remember specifically this one game he missed. And he came towards the end of the game and came to the dugout and it was like, you know, the seventh inning or whatever the, the last inning was. And I think, um, I think my team was up to bat or whatever. And I, and I was just kind of done for the night and he walked up and he, and he, you know, stood behind the, the dugout. And, um, at this, this particular dugout had like an opening. And so you could see people out of it, it had like bars and stuff. And I, I said to him, or he goes, how, how, how's your game? And I said, well, I'm uh, 0 for 3. I struck out three times. And he just looked at me with that look of disgust, that look of I'm not happy with you. And he turned around and walked away. And as a little boy, you feel that. And I can even feel it saying it today. And I've dealt with a lot of these memories and gone through the healing of that. But you feel when your father looks at you that way and looks at you like you're not valuable because you didn't perform. And guys, that type of wounding severely hurt me. Another thing that would happen would be my dad would often say, if I didn't perform, if I wasn't good enough in baseball or basketball or football, I mean, I played all the sports, he would get so frustrated and he would look at me and say, you don't look like my son. Some of you listening to that, you heard your father say the exact same words, or you've heard him say something similar, or his eyes said something similar. And I'm here to tell you that those words damaged you. 
The thing is, is those words don't have to damage you forever if you do the work. Guys, I went through that type of childhood where, you know, and in some instances, it looks like it's this happy thing. It looks like this great thing on the outside, but deep down there was this place of shame and this place of you don't live up to my standard and you're not as good as I think you should be. And because of that, you're not good enough to be my son. Some of you have heard those words and I'm here to argue against those words. I'm here today to tell you that, you know what? You may not have always performed. You may not have always won the thing. You may not have always been good enough, but you are enough. You are enough. Someone needs to hear today that you are enough. Despite your failures, despite your weaknesses, despite the things that have happened to you, you are enough. that you can be empowered if you choose to be empowered. I remember one of the other things that would happen as I got older and became a teenager, my dad would get frustrated playing basketball with me. And I started to get really good at getting under his skin. I was passive aggressive and I would use that passive aggressiveness to just basically be like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm better than you. And instead of saying that to his face because I was chicken shit, I was afraid he'd knock me into the oblivion. I would get under his skin and I would manipulate and I would, I would passively aggressively say things or do things or hack him when we were playing basketball because I started getting stronger and started getting bigger. And I would do things that would upset him just on purpose, just to get him mad, just to rile him up because I wanted power. I wanted to feel more powerful than him because I was tired of how he treated me and I didn't know how to articulate that. And so I would do things like that. And I remember he would, he would get so mad that he would get in the car and say, I'm leaving. And he'd fucking leave. He would leave. He would take off and just fucking drive away. As a 12, 13 year old young man to have your father say to you, you're not valuable enough. I'm leaving your ass here. I'm abandoning you is fucked up it's fucked up when i was 13 years old he was diagnosed with cancer and over two years i watched him become nothing but a vegetable and he died when i was 15. guys i took that trauma and that pain and i absorbed it inside of my body there's a great book you hear me talk about this all the time that is that the body keeps score and it's about your cells and how literally trauma stays trapped in your body. And because I didn't do the work that I do now, I didn't, I didn't know how to articulate or communicate my feelings. I didn't know how to understand what was happening. I didn't know how to own my shit. I mean, I could easily blame, I can easily blame my dad for a lot of things, but there were things in that relationship that I also brought to the table that were unhealthy that I needed to work on. And it's, it's symbiotic. You know, we, we, we talk about this stuff all the time in, in healing, which is there is that it's okay to allow the, what the other person has done to you to validate those feelings to validate, Hey, she hurt me. She did this. She did these things, but we have to stop at some point and go, 
And now what did I do? And what did I bring to the table? And how did I do? Guys, I did not get to a place of forgiveness of my dad until I was able to stop hitting the dad button. My dad did this. My dad treated me this way and all those things until I stopped hitting that and started hitting the me button and started taking responsibility. You go, well, you were just a kid. You're right. I was just a kid. But by putting myself in perspective and recognizing how I manipulated him and recognizing how I was passively, aggressively, um, you know, uh, responding to him and seeing how that put him in a different place and seeing how toxic that behavior was. He was the adult. He should have handled it a lot different from me, right? I'm not blaming myself and he, I caused this, you know, I'm not saying I caused anything, but what I can learn from the situation is what matters. And it's the same thing that we are teaching you guys in Empowered Man. The fact of the matter is, is that trauma and what was birthed into me in that stage of my life carried over into my marriage. And this is the thing that you all have to look at. And especially for men, the father wound is one of the deepest, most prevailing wound there is for a man. Because when your father doesn't validate you as a young man, when your father abuses you physically, sexually for some of you, emotionally for others of you, when he does those things to you, it traumatizes your brain and your brain can't fathom what it's like to be in a healthy relationship, especially with a woman. So what happens is, is our brain is so used to being treated a certain way that we then use our picker to go find a woman that will validate us, that will make us feel like more of a man. And so then we end up finding someone who's actually just as toxic as our father, if not worse, because we feel like that's what we deserve. Guys, it took me being married for 15 years before I started to recognize this pattern in my life. And that is that I ended up marrying someone who would get just as mad at me, who would shame me, who would treat me almost exactly the same way my father did. In fact, the trauma was triggered in the back of my brain the second she started getting mad at me, the second she started abandoning me, the second she started pulling away from me emotionally, I started to feel all of those things in my heart. And I didn't know why. I didn't know where it was coming from. It was unresolved trauma. And so we end up in these relationships with women that are based upon our childhood trauma. And then we fast forward five, 10, 15 years. And we're like, man, why is it so toxic? Why did I end up with someone like this? And what I always say is the question you need to be asking yourself is what inside of me attracted someone that would treat me this way. Now, this is for the guys specifically more in the toxic. And what I mean is like arguing, yelling, she cheated on you, things like that type of relationship. There's others of you here that it's the opposite where you're the, you're the aggressor and you're the abuser and you're, you're dealing with that side of things. More than likely, it was kind of the opposite for you where maybe you're, you know, the, the wound with your dad was he made you feel a certain way. And so you responded in a different way. Maybe you responded where you're like, oh, I'm going to be an alpha then I'm going to, I'm going to kick everyone's ass. And, and you became more of the abuser and the aggressor. 
In my situation, I went the other way. I became more of like a beta. I became more of a bitch. I became more of a people pleaser. I became all those things. And my natural personality is, is not to be um, uh, a dominant person. My natural personality is actually very like loving and kind and like I just love people and I love being around people, I love helping people and, and all those things. Those are like my, my natural tendencies. But what happened was those crippled me because then I became about saving as opposed to being there and being strong. You know, I believe that you can rescue your beauty without having to save her. And what I mean by that is that, that the rescuing that you can do is just by being strong and being there for her in, 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 a, in a healthy relationship. I'm not talking about the toxic stuff where you're trying to like save her out of her shit, but rescuing looks different. And I took that word rescuing because I read some books back in the day that talked about rescuing your beauty and rescuing her and seeing it as something like she needed a savior, a knight in shining armor. She doesn't need a knight in shining armor. She needs a man who will fight for her, but not fight against her in a place that is unhealthy and toxic. And fighting for her, we're saying, how can I serve you? How can I support you? I'm not saving her from what she's doing to herself. I'm partnering with her as we traverse this life together. And that's different. But I had this very unhealthy upbringing, this unhealthy bringing, upbringing that brought me to a place where I thought this is what it was supposed to be like. You're supposed to marry this person and this person is supposed to validate you make you feel more like a man, make you feel like you're the greatest thing ever and give you all of this ego because that's what I needed. I wanted my ego to be totally inflated because my ego sucked. My ego was, was very selfish and self-centered and, and it was dry and I had no validation anywhere. And so I looked to her to make me feel like a man. Guys, if you are looking to your wife to feel like a man, you've got problems. Now, right now, I bet, I bet some of you are listening to this and you're, you're starting, it's starting to click a little bit, but many of you come to our world, come into the empowered man world, come into a call with our advisor, come into the 30 day challenge. And most of what you're talking about has nothing to do with loving your wife. It has everything to do with your ego and feeling like your validation has gone out the window because she left you. See, because true love and loving your wife, looks like this. When she says, I don't love you anymore. Or when she says I've had an affair, you're hurt, but your hurt quickly turns to, Oh my gosh, what must you be feeling inside for you to have violated your own vows? What, what is going on inside of you that has got you to such a place where you don't feel safe with me anymore? That's different from, why don't you want me? How dare you leave me? How dare you do this? And what about our covenant? And what about marriage? And what about our family? And all these things that you're throwing at her because you're still trapped like that little boy with his father, not feeling validated. Men, your father and other men are the only people who can give you masculinity and validation. There is no woman on this planet who can make you feel truly validated deep down inside. Sure, she can help. Sure, she can lift you up and encourage you. But at the end of the day, masculinity is bestowed from masculinity. 
is some of you grew up in single, single mom homes and your mom had to be like your dad and you never had really other men around you. And so you built walls and you built castles around you to guard your heart from what it feels like to be masculine. Your masculinity was fake. It was a faux masculinity. Maybe it was, you know, you could get girls anytime you wanted. Maybe it was getting money anytime you wanted, right? Any of those things. And you kind of use that mask, that castle around you to protect yourself from the fact that you don't deep down feel like a real man. And this is the journey of discovery that we're going to go on an empowered man. I've got things that are coming up that are going to be new, totally blowing you out of the water. I'm excited. We're going to be launching a season two of empowered man. That is, I think is going to be the greatest next thing for us evolution as a company. And I'm excited for it because it doesn't just stop here. The work that empowered man does is not just in guys that are in crisis with their marriage. We do so much more, but most of you don't even have any idea. You don't even see it because all you see is hurting guys and their wives and their situation. You have no idea the work we do with fathers. You have no idea the work we do with business leaders. You have no idea the work we do uh, with, you know, with guys and, and mindset work and, and some of those different things because you're so focused on this one thing right now and that's okay. But we're about to expand. We're about to sort of pull the veil back and show you what is next for you. And for those of you who maybe not in that same situation anymore, where maybe you're not in a place where, you know, it's, it's uh, crisis mode and, and all these things where you're ready to like do higher and deeper work for yourself because you want to be an empowered man. The question that was, was left for me was what is an empowered man? And I think an empowered man is a man who feels empowered and validated in everything that he does. And I don't mean he gets his validation from those things. I mean that he's already validated in himself and he's already empowered in himself and his power doesn't come from doing things. His power doesn't come from being a leader. His power doesn't come from being a father or being a husband. His power doesn't come from that. His power comes from within. And it's because he is resolved within himself, within himself who the fuck he is. Men are searching and craving for identity. And there is an identity for you that only you and maybe God, if you believe in God, can help identify. But I believe that every man has a purpose. Every man has a place. And every man can choose to walk empowered if he so chooses. You don't have to live a disempowered life. A disempowered life is a victim life. It's a life where everything's coming against me and I have no control over what happens. It's a life where you feel like a lost little boy all the time. But an empowered life is where a man wakes up and goes, you know what, I don't have control over all these things, but the things that I do have control over, I'm going to show up. I'm going to give it my all. I am going to be there for my kids. I am going to be there for my spouse. I am going to be there for my job. I am going to lean into the pain. I am not going to just mask it all and, and bury it and shove it away. I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna articulate what I feel and what is actually going on. And I'm going to live an empowered life and I'm going to make a difference in this world. I'm going to plant seed in this world that is good, that I'm going to reproduce the good things in me and, and, and let the bad things go away and, and deal with those bad things and not allow them to, to, uh, to, our, to, to come into this world or to come into my children. I'm going to reproduce character into my children. I'm going to leave a legacy for my kids. I'm going to leave a legacy for generations. We've lost that in our world. 
because we're so focused on ourselves and we're so self-centered and selfish. We miss these, these small opportunities. Last night, I noticed that my son had been struggling with something in, in school and he's doing good in school, but he's just struggling with, with friends and, and, and just, you know, being in a new environment and having new people around him and not used to that. And, and he's just trying too hard. You know, you're in a new environment and you're trying too hard. And so I was like, you know what? Every night I tuck him in. I used to not even do that. I mean, I was overwhelmed. I had so many kids and all this stuff and I like barely ever tucked him in. And through the five dimensional court, you know, work that I've created, I started a plan where I started doing it three times a week and now I do it every single night. He's at my house and it's become a bonding moment. And that's because I found that scientifically they've actually proven that what kids remember the most is not the vacations. It's not the, the money you spent on them. It's not the things you did with them. Even it's not taking them to Disney world or taking them to play baseball. It's actually tucking them in at night. They remember that the most. And some nights I don't feel like it. I just hug them and I'm like, good night. Love you. Bye. I do, but I do it consistently every night. And last night I just felt this thing. Like I need to talk to him. I need to, I need to be vulnerable with him. I need to hear him. And he shared with me about how sad he was about where he was at with his friends. He's nine years old. And I could see tears welling up in his eyes because he felt alone. My son felt alone. As a father, you never want to hear that your kids feel alone. It is devastating because you are there for them. But in relationship with other children, he felt alone and he didn't feel like other kids liked him. It's rejection. And rejection is what man has dealt with since the beginning of time. Abandonment and rejection and men especially don't know how to deal with it. We are not as good at articulating our feelings. We're not as good at building relationships like women are. Our brains are wired differently, but we crave relationship. And my young son craves relationship. And so we sat and we talked about it and I allowed him to share his feelings. I allowed him to share. He was basically, he was mad, you know, that we had to move and, and he lost the friends that he had. And he's really struggled at this new place. He's trying too hard. And I was able to articulate, Hey, I remember what that felt like. I did the same thing. And I'm not telling you this to pat myself on the back and say, I'm this great dad. Cause I fail a lot of times. But in this moment, I caught this moment and I shared this special moment with him that hopefully he'll remember as a time that showed my dad cares, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what is happening around me, that my dad cared enough to hear my heart and to hear my story. Guys, that wasn't the way I was raised, but that doesn't mean that's the way I have to live. Some of you are blaming way too much on your dad. You're blaming way too much on your past and the not knowing and all this bullshit instead of just, you know, saying, you know what? I'm going to be fucking vulnerable for a minute and I'm going to learn how to be a good father. I'm going to learn how to do these things and love my son and love my daughter in a way that, that maybe I wasn't raised with. And I'm just going to lean into it and do it. Man, there is so much out there for you. There is so much more for you. We've come to this realization at Empowered Man. I've done a lot of work on what the actual purpose and the vision and the mission is for Empowered Man. It is not to save marriages. Shit, it's not even to save men. You know what it is? The purpose of Empowered Man is to help every man start living an authentic life 
It's to eradicate loneliness and inauthenticity in man. The purpose of empowered man is to eradicate loneliness and inauthenticity in every man so that you would thrive in all five dimensions of your manhood. That is why we're here. And you're about to see some amazing uh, growth, some amazing changes that we are moving. So I, I don't like calling some movement because everybody's got a movement supposedly, but we've got a lot of momentum behind what we're doing and what we're building. And we are thankful that you're on this journey with us. And we are honored that you would take the time to be a part of our audience, to listen and to take the words that I say to value, because there was a time in my life where I believed the lie that nobody cared about what I had to say, that nobody believed what I had to say, that, that my words weren't valuable, but that was a lie from the pit of hell. And that is because I have plenty of value to give and I have plenty of wisdom to give and I don't give a fuck who you are. I have things that I can share with you to help you grow. So guys, if you're with me, stay with me. We've got a journey ahead of us. This is just the beginning and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. Now, listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that Band-Aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge and I will see you on the inside.